1: What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here on this Monday morning. You are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. Hello.
2: Hello. It is Monday. We both had very productive Sundays. So this should kick off an awesome week ahead.
1: We really did have productive Sundays. As if we didn't already know, we were kind of the same person in a different rapper. You texted me, and you were like, you, we have this group text with uh, us two and David Hellman, and uh, and we were, you texted, and you were like, yeah, like I got all this stuff done. I washed my car, and I'm like, dude, I washed my car, too. Like, not that's
2: Yo, like. So, I haven't washed my car in months. it well." Came. Maybe even, like, longer than – Like, obviously not since the whole quarantine business because, like, I don't drive that often anymore except for when I have to go sure. east for work. But, um, yeah, I just – I don't think I've washed my car in like, it, this year probably. So no. she, she was very happy with me.
1: <laughs> That's why it was funny because, like, not that getting your car washed is that much of an anomaly, but, yeah, same. Like, I have not washed my car in an eternity. And today for some reason I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to run errands. And then while I was out, I was like, I, I'm going to go get my car washed. Like, yeah,
2: that's what I'm going to do right now.
1: So I got a
2: giant Duncan iced coffee and got rid of 75% of my clothes. So
1: I'm honestly impressed. Like, here's the thing. I actually need to do that. Like I was talking to someone the other day because I want to get I'm going. I'm going to school again, but like obviously it's gonna be a little bit more online. But any excuse to do back to school shopping, so I was like, well, obviously I need to get new school clothes.
2: Please tell me that you're gonna sing the Adam Sandler like back to back to school song when you, you do that.
1: Do you think I actually know what that is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> back to school. Back to school. <laughs> Anyways, I will uh, show you the actual clip so you'll act. You'll understand, but. I actually think I remember it, but I don't remember it that well. Sorry. <laughs> that's
1: okay. Continue. Um, the content, con- t- wait, words are hard. The content content. rains again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Long it's word. like my ADD brain when you're talking. I'm just like, I must just let everyone know that that's what I'm thinking about. So sorry.
1: <laughs> um, two things on the ADD note. I want to wrap up uh, one thing and ask you if you name your car because I name my car. I have a name for my car. And second, um, Bobby Belt sent me the most interesting thing today that I have to reply to him and read further. But apparently breathing through your nose, there's like some new crazy research that's coming out about breathing through your nose and like how it can impact like your performance and like your brain and like your focus and like potentially even like ADHD. Like there's like trainers in the NFL that are like working on that with their players on how they like breathing through one nostril versus the other. Like can it impact your performance, supposedly? Anyways, I'm gonna do some digging into that because I have not. I'm to sorry, ever feel. what? Yeah, dude. He was like, he was like, I think there's something to it. <laughs> and when he well, said, he-
2: I know it's super calming and it's also you're supposed to do that, like you're supposed to breathe in and out through your nose while you're running or whatever. But well, that's interesting. The I moment- don't know if I could control which nostril I'm breathing out of unless I use my finger.
1: Exactly. But the moment he said ADHD or something along that night lines, um, I was like, you have my attention because <laughs> Lord knows uh, how much I struggle in that department. So um, anyway, as evidenced by the fact that I just moved back and forth between like 10 different topics. Um, yeah, so yes, but yeah, back to the car wash thing. Do you name your car? Is that weird? Is that a weird thing? Do people do that? It's or am I not alone?
2: weird it's not weird but i really haven't named this one um i i have had names for my other ones um only had her for a little over a year so um you know still feeling her out you know i just i don't know what to call her yet
1: um well mine is ursula because she's uh i don't know why
2: I feel like that suits her, honestly. Right? Like, I mean, Ursula wears a black dress, the car's black. There you go.
1: Yeah, like, it just makes it. sense. She's a bad bitch. Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> so is my car. Like, obviously, there you are. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, and I want <laughs> Your voice is trapped inside of her if you think about it.
1: <gasps> Nailed it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I brought it all the way back around, you're welcome. <laughs> I always wanted to be Ariel when
1: I was younger, except for I didn't have red hair. But like, if I if I was a kid and they had those like flipper tails that they sell nowadays, they're like a bajillion dollars that you can buy for your kids at the pool, um, I totally would have like cried just to get one of those, guaranteed. Guaranteed.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was pretty common.
1: Yeah. Um, I digress. Well, I would love to know if you name your car too. And I'd love to know what you're, what you name your car, because that just feels like a really important topic of conversation for us to be having right now in these quarantine times. I'm going to have Kelsey name my car. I will definitely help you name your car. I will definitely (laughs) help you name your car. I just, Betty feels like something that might need to be in the mix. Like Betty feels. It's it's on the table. She's burgundy, like burgundy Betty. Like, and that feels like itty boo. There's something to it. Yeah. Like. Is her dress is red, dark red, kind of burgundy-ish. I feel <laughs> like we're <dress>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: we're spiraling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> anyways, so obviously I'm trying to distract myself because the current state of affairs um, in NFL land are less than encouraging, and I am feeling slightly stressed out about it. I have to be honest with you, Meg.
2: Uh, yeah. I don't, um just like going from the mlb versus the players and seeing how that all played out i honestly think that the uh, nfl players saw how they can improve on their negotiations like by bringing it public and like getting people involved in it um so not to steal your thunder but i'm guessing that's what we're about to talk about well if you haven't seen on social
1: media um, there's a hashtag that's trending right now. It's called We Want to Play. And it's all these NFL players are coming out and being public about the fact that they're concerned with training camp uh, coming up here in less than 10 days. And they're mandatory. It's it's As of right now, it's mandatory for them to report. And they technically could be in breach of their contract if they don't report. Um, and there doesn't seem to be a clear... Cut set of parameters, rules, guidelines, um, protections in place as to how the NFL plans to deal with the pandemic and make it safe. Um, you've seen things that have gone out like, well, the there's mouth guards there. like, I think it was like Oakley or someone like who are sending out to put into helmets. But I don't know if that's even something that is required, and I'm not even sure like how widespread that is. Um, there's there doesn't seem to be protocols in place. Like if a player or someone gets, gets, gets COVID, what happens then? Um, so
2: I think, yeah, those are definitely things you want to know if you're going to be playing during these times. I joke and you know, the whole concept of like risk it all, but like they really are
1: risking a lot. And I think it's their concern. And I think rightfully so. Um,
2: well, and it's just like, I don't know what the NFL is doing, when you watched the MLS and the MLB go through these exact negotiations, like you knew this was coming, where is your plan at? So you had more time than anyone.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the big points here. Um, and I'll go into some of the details about like what we know and what we don't know here in a minute. But yeah, Meg, like that's a great point because it feels like they've had they've been sitting on this for a minute, and I'm sure they're working hard. I, I I'm not saying that they're like sitting around twiddling their thumbs but like they obviously haven't made as much progress as they should or people expect them to and as necessary by the time where we're at in time as compared to when they're supposed to be doing things like you you don't
2: even have a base model to like go back and forth off of like where's that right and like what's what's the bare minimum that you can bring to the table so that the players can be like well let me counter that with this and like I would feel better if we had Instead of X amount of days, it was this many days or something like that. Like, where's that?
1: Sure. So they've had like four months (laughs) to do all this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they've had since March. It feels like they were banking on this being done. Like over, like some, like Fauci was going to come out and be like, Hey guys, good news. We miraculously waved a wand and a bajillion – certified vaccines fell from the sky and we've injected everyone and the microchip that we put in your body when you didn't know it has been activated and you're all free and clear health forever
2: carry on even as such a weird like ever-changing situation that this is like maybe just anticipate the worst and not just assume that it's going to go away in the summer like other viruses do like that feels like, like always assume the worst. Who's who is on top of this? <laughs> that
1: feels like a strong leadership move to assume the worst case scenario instead of the opposite because
2: uh and having you sit a here and twill your thumbs and wonder what they're doing. <laughs> right. Right. So um just to set the stage a little
1: bit, JJ Watt has been doing a defensive D-lineman from the Texans. You might know him. He might, you know, Kayla's husband. He's pretty famous. Um, Yeah, he's all right. But he's been tweeting out where things stand just for the sake of, you know, he says for media, for the public, but also I think for other players too, because not everyone has a true line of sight to what's going on in the world right now uh, and what's going on in the league. I don't, I don't think. And I mean, think about it, You, you know, even with, I'm sure the teams are communicating, but it seems like. If they feel like they need to be posting to social media. Maybe they're not communicating enough or to the comfort levels of what these guys are looking for. Because he obviously feels the need to be spreading the word publicly, not just to like fans and media, but also to other players as well. So I
2: think and, that's worth noting. Yeah, I feel like definitely. I feel like he's just really trying to get his point across. Like he's like, Maybe I don't totally feel heard, and maybe a lot of the players don't completely feel heard. So hear Imagine me now. being
1: a draft pick right now where you're <laughs> literally you're, this is such this is
2: a whole new
1: world anyways um god two does two disney references in in one show who am i
2: beautiful um you're but, just inspiring me on my uh uh evening movie choice so this,
1: this is inspired this is an inspired podcast so you're welcome to content
2: <laughs> always um but imagine being a draft pick
1: and you literally like this is Brand new to you, you don't get to go meet your team or re round your team. And I mean, first rounders, I'm sure they've maybe had some contact, but like if you're like a sixth and like seventh round, fourth, fifth, sixth round, like I mean, who do you think Ben DiNucci is like in super close contact with like the other people on the team? And the team, like, I don't know, I don't know, I just no, I but feel- I did see
2: he's been working out. The Nooch, the God. Nooch, <laughs> the Nooch Cam has showed me that uh, Homeboy <laughs> is working on his reflexes, and I'm here for it. Way to I'll go. always be ready
1: with Quincy Avery. Yes, the God. Um, you should
2: check out those videos if you've missed them. Yeah, I'm, I know they're posted. So,
1: well, anyways,
2: I just but yeah, I'm sure he's like on an island, not being in it. A- I know you're, uh, you're able, they're probably doing some Zoom meetings with like people that are in that quarterback room or they're, or they're, if they haven't, they're about to like that, that could be a thing, but yeah, not actually getting in there, like getting the chemistry down, being able to talk to each other, work on your communication. Like that's a big part of playing football.
1: Well, yeah. Also just like in general, I feel like you're kind of on an Island. Like you just, you're, you're so new to this. You're not very plugged into the team and now you have a further barriers in place because of this pandemic and all this is going on and it can i can imagine it only leads to more and more confusion and just uncertainty so let me read what jj watt These times
2: they are uncertain they and are. they are unprecedented so Un-
1: unprecedented quarantine times um, <laughs> let me read to you what jj watt has said as of sunday what the latest is what they know and what they don't know before the first group of players are set to report to training camp today, Monday. Okay. So players have to be there on July 28th, but there's like they go in waves, like certain players report earlier than others, or like, you know, if you have injuries, whatever They're, they they different, different teams have different guys that are coming first and whatnot. Different strokes for different folks. Exactly. So JJ Watt says, here's what we know and here's what we don't know. What we know, we want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. The NFL can mandate that players show up to training camp regardless if any agreement has been reached between the NFL and the NFLPA. We still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by the medical and training staffs. We still do not know if there will be daily testing, every other day testing, etc., etc., We still do not know if there will be preseason games or not. We still do not know how positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact, in the huddle, directly engaged with, etc. A strong and fair opt out clause for those at higher risk or those with family members at higher risk has still not been agreed upon. If players do not show up on time, they can be fined or considered in breach of their contract even if health and safety protocols have not been agreed upon or the infectious disease emergency response plans have been approved. Uh, We want to play. Wow. There's a lot to digest and dissect. That's a big yikes from me, dog. feels like a lot of we don't know in summary. Um, And it feels
2: like a lot of you have had time. Why are we not hearing anything? We are coming down to the wire. What are you doing? And yeah. I will say a lot of uh, cowboys have also sent out this sentiment as well. So we, I know it looks like all the players are on the same page.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
1: They are, it seems that way is for sure. And I know Byron Jones isn't a cowboy anymore, but he's been very vocal in this and and rightfully so. as well. Yeah. Um, so with uh Byron used to actually be, he was the Cowboys NFL, one of the two NFL PA representatives, um, along with Joe Looney for the Cowboys. And, you know, he's been very vocal. As you mentioned, Joe McCoy, Demarcus Lawrence came out today and was super vocal as well. I mean,
2: even Neville Gallimore. So I'm wondering. I'm thinking, like, the defense Galen's, is really talking about this.
1: Yeah. So I guess, um, kind of, for your point, it's a little, it's a, it's disheartening. It's, it's kind, of, it's, it's scary because I, you know, to me, I get it. Like, you have it's a big organization and there's a lot of moving parts and it's like you said, it's unprecedented. But this is, these are, this is. A pandemic this is not like something let, to take lightly have a little
2: foresight
1: yeah and to have like no this isn't new no it is
2: new but it's not it's not like the first time you heard it like right. it's been since march we've been pandemicing for a minute you guys um, all the other professional sports leagues have had to do it what
1: <laughs> what's the hold up like i know y'all have officially licensed face masks like why why haven't you figured out the rest of it come on Um, like
2: at the MLB, like that's, there's a thing called baseball money. You're not even paying those guys baseball money. So why, why do they have to show up over baseball guys? Like figure that out.
1: Yeah. I, I'm concerned and I think there's a lot of things at play. So again, I'm not going to say that they're not even dealing with this or acknowledging it because I know that teams and the league is looking to do that. But, um, I think there's some things that we can be pretty positive about. There's not going to be fans at pre at, at um at training camp for sure, so that's goodbye. Um, I would imagine that if they have fans in stadiums, it will be incredibly limited. I think we're already seeing uh, several organizations who are. There's two things that are happening. Cities like Philadelphia are saying. You know, and normally I'd make fun of Philadelphia, but I think they're getting it right in this regard. Um, they're not allowing big events through like February of 2021, and so that means no, no public football games. They can probably like, they can still play, however they, the NFL figures it out, but they're not going to allow all these fans in there. So fans aren't going to games in Philadelphia, and you're also seeing teams like the Ravens. And I think another group, another team came out, and this is going to be a trend, where they're deferring their season tickets 100% to other, you know, the next season or offering refunds or whatever that may look like. Um, so that's that's a fact. I, I just, I see that happening. Um, I think also worthy of discussing is something that JJ touched on is preseason games. We talk about training camp and then games, but like we're missing this imperative time frame in between tr- training camp and the regular season four games it's already been talking about potentially the NFL PA and NFL are going uh, maybe looking at two games but maybe even reports coming out of no preseason and extending training camp so that these players can better acclimate their bodies and get into actual game shape um, I know that you could argue that training camp is a – I'm sorry, preseason is a way to do that. But this is just when you haven't had any off-season programming as you would normally, you're kind of – you can stay in shape as much as you would like, but you can't convince me that you're going to come into training camp in the same type of shape that you would have been in maybe if you were competing in programs like last year. I just don't see it. Yeah.
2: I mean – there's just not that same accountability when you're not all in the building, you know? Right. And when you're not in the same shape that you would technically
1: be in at the same time, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already a step behind, a step or two behind. And when you're behind and you're not in as good of a shape, that's injur- that can lead to, to more in-
2: increased injuries. And yeah. You're definitely risking injury and you're already risking getting a virus. So-
1: which we don't know anything about this virus either. Like that's the other thing that's kind of scary is that I know like, I know we haven't, we've talked about this, but we don't know, we don't know about coronavirus. And like, I think that's the scary part for me is that I'm I'm seeing reports coming out. And again, this is, this is, this is not a, this is not a, this isn't a political conversation. Is my point? Is it's it's a we don't know. We don't know. No one ever has been. <laughs> no. So let me just make sure I put that out there. <laughs> like, please don't come at me with that. But I'm seeing you're seeing things about people reporting that their lungs are actually being damaged, even like they could potentially be
2: damaged long term, even if they didn't. Yeah, have, they like, look like Swiss cheese. Apparently, that's
1: yeah. And like even if they didn't have like crazy, crazy symptoms, like. We don't know what could happen like down the line if you've gotten it, even if you were asymptomatic or you had less symptoms than someone else. I mean, there's just a lot of unknowns. So, you know, it's, it's, you could hurt yourself as a player because of the lack of preparation and you're just putting your body in a, in a situation that's that is you're not properly conditioned to do so. And then on top of it, you're also putting yourself in a, in a position of risk for, in getting getting this virus personally and like we don't know what that does to you we don't know that does well you're
2: also risking bringing it home yes and so
1: let's talk about that uh demarcus lawrence tweeted out and so did russell wilson both of their wives are pregnant right now and you know d law is like uh excuse me I, i i know i'm concerned a for myself but also my wife is pregnant my unborn child like there's there's research that's coming out that says that potentially with this virus if you're if you're pregnant you're at higher risk of contracting an a also and b also having you know increased symptoms so i don't i don't want to risk in hurting my wife or my unborn child i mean let's talk about that
2: oh yeah that's a that's a huge deal so that's why it's just crazy to me And yeah, you're right. They could very well be working on all this behind the scenes, but you're not even going to put anything on the table? Like, you've had enough time to do that. It's just, it's a bad look on the NFL for not having some sort of, like, base plan.
1: I think it's a really bad look that they don't have any plans. But what bothers me the most is that All of these concerns are incredibly valid. And as it stands today, the NFL could mandate and fine players for not showing up on July 28th, despite any concerns about, like technically speaking, they could. they could also say they're in breach of their contract, which could enact a whole other list of things despite if their wives are pregnant, despite if they personally have an autoimmune disorder. I mean, let's talk about if Travis Frederick was still in the mix, what would a guy like you be doing?
2: If he was planning to play this season, I think he would just retire. Like, uh, you know, and I wouldn't blame him one bit. No. And
1: this is, this is very real. Like this is super real. And I don't think you can just go out and say, well, they get paid a lot of money. And so like, You know, it is what it is. I, you know, this is, it's so much bigger than that. Um, I just think that's, I just think that's crazy. That's crazy town. That's so crazy that you could technically be in breach of your contract. If you don't show up despite them having no answers for you. Like this isn't just like a, we don't know where to go on the first day of school. This is a freaking pandemic, man. This is a pandemic. And you don't have anything in place that's confirmed? Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Ginny, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, at the time of this recording, we got nothing. So NFL, bad luck on you. Figure it out if you want people to play. Holy cow. So I am hearing
1: about some things that are, like, happening. And so, again, I think I've mentioned this multiple times that I know – I know i uh, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, because again, like we don't know what's going on. This is developing. So I'm going to, I'm going to repeat myself as we restate what all we I know. know is
2: what people are putting out there. And the only thing people are putting out there are by the players and they're saying nothing.
1: So. Right. Well, I think you can probably expect things <laughs> like when you come in the building, they'll take your temperature. You'll have to wear a mask at all times. They're going to limit who's going to be on the sidelines in close contact with the players. You can probably expect no media interactions, um, and it'll it'll probably be a lot of like via Zoom availability. Um, if you are a part of, I I bet some things you'll see are very similar to what you've seen like with like the government where it's identifying who's essential versus who's not. So who is essential and who's not? Let's figure out who that is and then obviously figure out some sort of testing protocol, whether it's multiple times a week, whether it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That you
2: have out. a lot of bare bones structures that you can at least look up, look off of MLB, MLS, NHL, NHL is a contact sport. Hello. Uh, they, yeah. they just started practicing today. Yeah. Figure that out. Just copy, copy on, it's like copy someone's homework, bro. Like, come on.
1: Our, um, our friend Taylor Baird, she, uh, works with Defending Big D, SB Nation's Defending Big D, and- If you like
2: like the Dallas Stars at all, you need to follow Taylor D. Baird on, uh, Twitter. The
1: Twitter. She also works on Frontrunner with us, and she was sending us a photo the other day. She is an SB
2: Nation reporter, too, so.
1: Yeah, Defending Big D. Um, she she wants that ish. Bruh.
2: For real. She's the RJ of the Dallas Stars SB Nation content. She's
1: she's the gal. But she sent us a photo, or she might have tweeted it. There's um uh one of the goalies was wearing a mask under his actual like face mask, like goalie mask. And I was like, Man, like like that I feel like is- that's doable. I think you'll probably see some of that. Like again, like that's what that- There are
2: a lot of like performance, sweat wicking, like really breathable masks, like specifically meant for gyms and stuff like that. That could be a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's totally, like that's totally an option. And I can totally see that happening. Again, because if you think about it, like people you saw, I think Mark, Mark, was it Mark Cuban who posted that? Like, the the me, the meme about, like, um example of what base masks would do and how they work. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> I won't well, okay. All I'm saying is that one of my dear, dear friends was in labor for 17 hours with her mask on the entire time, and homegirl crushed it. So if she can do that, they can wear a master in a game. It's fine. Yeah. They'll be okay.
1: Exactly. Promise. Um. So I think that'll be something worth watching. It'll be interesting to see the say the least. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm
2: definitely interested to see what they come up with. Like whether it's that or if it's just, you know, increased sanitation protocol. Like let's figure it out.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they'll be sanitizing the balls. Like I feel like that'll be – the Equipment managers are going to have a lot of extra work on their hands. A lot. As if they don't have a ton as it is. Uh, good luck to them on that I really would have been equipment widow
2: <laughs> this season <laughs> <laughs> yeah you like well you're not coming home so go live with the omni
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna even quarantine like staff members at the omni or do something like that
2: um I don't think they have a plan for that at the moment but I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that comes down the pipeline for sure
1: yeah interesting well um Because we're all so intrigued about how this is going down, like what this looks like, we actually, Meg and I, uh, we have a special guest coming on for you guys this week. Later on. We're taking a
2: peep inside the bubble.
1: We are taking you inside the NBA bubble because, again, I've referenced it a lot. Because this is so unprecedented, we are looking a lot. Me personally, I'm sure you all are too. Meg, I know you are because we talk all the time. 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> that' what other leagues and industries and people are doing. And I think that the NBA is a great example of someone who, a group that is
2: in, in progress working through this and figuring out what works and what Even doesn't. Even though those boys out there trying to break the bubble, I no. swear, they, they, they get called out.
1: <laughs> whoever that chick is, who is like straight up, she's that like,
2: bold. that was bold. She has no shame. She was like – It took all of five seconds for people to figure out who she was talking about. She was like, we're just laughing
1: together like no one knows. I was like, beesh, come on. Like, this is 2020.
2: We you have- don't think we have nothing better to do than to figure that out? Like, come on. be. <laughs> we- Without a pandemic, we'd find you in in under five. With a pandemic, when
1: we got yeah. time on our hands, girl, my friend, like, you you
2: understand what NBA Twitter's like, right? Because we're all lit.
1: basically <laughs> FBI at this time. Um, yeah, no, she's funny, man. She's really funny. She like she like added someone, and she was like even after this too, <laughs> she was like, "Um, you can at least tag me or at me or something. <laughs> I was like,
2: bro, like, holy She's like, cow. breaking news. Give she, me the clout.
1: <laughs> she's like, she's basically like, endorse me, okay? Like, damn. <laughs> I digress. Endorse me
2: on LinkedIn, please.
1: Yeah, once again. So anyways, we're having, we got a friend who's in the bubble at the NBA, NBA bubble.
2: And so, the MLS. So- and the
1: MLS. But
2: we are speaking to the NBA friend in question.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go behind the curtain uh, what that's really like. It seems to be
2: working out well on both ends. So that's a positive thing.
1: Yeah. So if you guys have questions and you want to know anything specific, feel free to uh, call us, beep us if you want to reach us.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm willing to ask like really weird questions about like, How's the roast beef or whatever? Like, I don't know. As long as they they've got They post all pop. these pictures of their crappy food. So let's get weird. What's the weirdest thing they had?
1: Yeah. So ask, send us your questions, what you want us to find out, what you're intrigued about, anything just in general, because I really do think that this is such a developing thing that- any semblance of idea behind what's going on with other leagues is going to show us some potential examples of what it could actually be like with the Cowboys. So, or just in the NFL in general. So that's coming up this week on girls talking boys. Um, You can find us on Twitter and send us said questions. I'm at Kelsey underscore Charles and Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. And, um, Meg, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but Meg's famous catch line. That's not the word I'm looking <laughs> for. What is the line I'm looking catch for? Phrase. Goodness. Um, You're close. Catch line. Hits a word. Add it to the dictionary. <laughs> um, that will be Kelsey's catch phrase. My, <laughs> it's a great catch line, Megan. Just went to <laughs> private school for journalism. It's totally fine. You need to get a refund, obviously. Um, but for those of you... Dallas Forever, Philly for Nevers. We got some fun stuff in store for you, so stay tuned. Follow us wherever you follow us. Not in person, maybe just on social media. That'd be great. Um, Yeah, if
2: we do that, I'm going to look at you real funny. Yeah.
1: Socially distant, people. But stay tuned for that. We're excited. Um, But, yeah, as always, uh, never forget, until next time, Megan, (laughs) Dallas
2: Forever, and Philly for never. Bye guys.